On today's Friday Fire, we talk about picking your problems. Do you want the problem of lack or the problem of abundance? The problem of health or the problem of health concerns? You have to be the one to decide what effort you're going to put in and what the results are going to be from that. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is Happy Friday. Hello, hello. Friday. I love Mondays and I love Fridays. I think I've decided that those are my two favorite days of the week. Yes, because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're just crazy. (laughs) Liz and I were both looking at our calendars before that she goes tomorrow. So insane. And I was like, I know. So is Thursday. And it's just like back to back to back to back. And we do it to ourselves. We, We take on a lot because we like truly love what we do. Yes. And could we work less? I'm sure we could, Mm -hmm. but it's just like when you have a passion project of helping people and wanting to learn all the things, Yep, you just overload your calendar. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, three hours now more of studying a week just for class, not Mm -hmm. homework or anything outside of that right now. Just one of the, one of the courses that I'm starting. Lauren's actually doing uh, this course with me. Oh, good. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, So I'm I'm hoping because we've studied this in the past, it will be. Yeah. Liz is doing a blood chemistry course. Yeah. So. So hopefully because we've studied this before, it's not going to be as crazy intense. Yeah. Um, Blood chemistry is basically reading your lab work. So understanding, interpreting trends, interpreting obviously highs and lows, what they represent, all of that good stuff. Very, very different than conventional medicine. Yes. So, you know, when we're reading labs, we are looking at optimal ranges uh, in terms of how do we help you prevent disease? Um, you know, how do we stay ahead of this? Uh, you know, even for me, I was thinking about this morning with like all of the autoimmunity in my family and just with what my mom went through. Like, I'm so thankful that I have this knowledge and education to be able to catch things early, right? Um, nobody cared about my high antibodies. I cared about my high antibodies and I fixed that and turned it around, you know? So it's very, very frustrating. And, you know, when we look at conventional ranges, your doctors are trained to look at what's high or low, like what's outside of the normal range, which is much wider than a functional range. It's a lot tighter here. Um, and the reason for that is a combination of research, uh, what reflects truly optimal health. So again, when you're looking at conventional medicine lab ranges, you are comparing yourself to a diseased population, right? By 2030, 70% of the population is going to be dealing with one or more metabolic diseases. That's not okay. You know, I don't want to compare myself to that. I want to be healthy. I want to be optimal. And then when we look at the, you know, again, the functional ranges that are much tighter, So beyond the current research, what reflects true optimal health? These are also the ranges that were 30, 40 years ago, and they just keep expanding. But Mm -hmm. people were much healthier 30, 40 years ago. Uh, And cholesterol is one, and we're going to do a podcast on this soon. That's a really big one where conventional medicine really has got it all wrong. I mean, I had a lady reach out to me on Instagram the other day, and she's saying, I've done everything that my doctors told me to do for my cholesterol, and it just keeps going in the wrong direction. And I said, well, I'm just curious, you know, what did they tell you to do? Of course, don't eat eggs, no red meat. And I was like, people are, doctors are still telling people this, even though the research was debunked many years ago. Cholesterol is largely an inflammation and liver problem. Very frustrating. And not like, not like liver disease, hopefully not yet, but like your liver is stressed and you need to support the body. And there are 12 systems in the body. And we've talked about this so many different times, but like 
it takes repeating. Conventional medicine looks at each system separately. Functional medicine looks at all of those systems working together. I'll let you be the deciding factor of what you think makes more sense. Like, I'm sorry. It's Friday. We do Friday fire. We're fiery all the time, but mm-hmm. especially on Fridays. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I lose more and more hope every day with stories we hear mm-hmm. and things we encounter and personal experiences that we have. Yeah. Like Liz had a personal experience this week. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. We can talk about it. It's okay. Liz went, to, so Liz is concerned about her breast implants. Yes. By the way, guys, not something that I've ever shared before, but. I, after losing they're 50 modest, pounds, man, they are modest. modest. They right. are nice and modest. You are not <laughs> Pam Anderson out here. Okay. I love that you just said they're nice. Anyways. Um, so after losing 50 pounds, this was, uh, you know, shortly after Art and I got married, I was just like, you know, they weren't, they weren't, uh, the way that a 28-year-old's boobs should look. Okay, so listen, I'm a big, I'm I am a member and a fan of the Itty Bitty Titty Club. <laughs> and I will I have never wanted boobs. I've hated them when I'm pregnant. And everyone's different. I was joking with Art yesterday when we were going to this plastic surgeon, and I was like, I'm gonna be back in the itty bitty titty club. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, so anyways, you know, the the, the long and short of this all is Obviously, just, you know, didn't feel as confident in myself at that point in time. And I remember getting fitted for my wedding dress. And we had this Greek lady who was doing the alterations. And my mom was with me at that time. And, you know, we kind of told her, I'm going to need some padding for this dress that I had. It was, you know, very cupped. And I didn't really have anything to fill it out anymore. So I said, I'm going to need some padding and likely the double pads. She's like, oh, honey, it's okay. You know, so she puts the dress. I put the dress on and everything. And she looks at me. She goes oh, yes, we will have to add lots more padding here. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is great. So anyways, um, yeah, made the decision to get implants. And, um, you know, not until I would say maybe three or four years ago did I start to really understand the toxicity of them. Uh, and I think there's a lot of women out there, they just don't talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Even when we had Diane Kayser on the podcast, that's one of her big things. I just got her book um, talking about the toxicity of implants. And so it's a big decision. It's a big financial investment to go through something like, you know, a removal and whatnot. So anyways, I've been having some pain on one side and uh, went to the plastic surgeon in the city, this French lady, and she wants to send me for an MRI. So we'll do all of that. And we'll just see, you know, what happens here in terms of, is there a leak? Is something wrong? If it's not, then maybe wait till after baby number two. But her advice was, you know, subpar. She gave some nutrition advice, which I didn't realize <laughs> plastic surgeons were qualified to do. Um, but she decided to tell Liz that she should cut out all carbohydrates, vegetables. only eat protein, no vegetables, yeah. only eat protein and follow the Dukin diet, which is a French diet. You can look it up. Yeah. So it's because I had mentioned, you know, on there just with, you know, 75 hard, did it last summer. Like I kind of toy with the same five pounds, like no mm-hmm. matter what I do, no matter how extreme things get, even when I was really in my cut phase, you know, and having Hashimoto's and other things in my history, uh, you know, some of that is what it is in, in terms of, you know, the thyroid and stuff. So right now we're doing our flush and cleanse. So I'm curious to kind of see how that goes. But uh, I just mentioned it to her. I wasn't saying that I was unhappy yeah. with my weight or anything like that. And she asked me, th- this is how it all started. It was very strange. She says, oh, do you drink protein shakes? And I said, protein shakes? 
um, well, I, I usually make a smoothie in the morning and it's got a bunch of, you know, vegetables and some rice and pea protein and whatnot in it. Oh, well, that's why you cannot lose weight because all those vegetables have carbohydrates. So you should just eat the protein. So as we're leaving, she says it again. And then she says, oh, but you're not really obese. So just go to phase two of the Dukin diet. So Art and I were walking last night and he's reading it to me and it's just crazy, but it's literally Atkins on crack. Like all you eat is protein and then you can have uh, leafy greens and one and a half tablespoons of oat bran. And you do this in their air quote here, second phase, which is called the cruise phase. And then when you get out of that, then you can start to incorporate some veg- uh, some fruits again. First of all, who the F is going to eat like that for long I, periods of time? I feel like I would not have been able to not say something to her face. We just looked at each other and we're rolling our eyes. And I was like, I just need this MRI script because she's covered for my insurance, yep. whereas the, most aren't. And I was like, I just need the MRI script. That's really all I need at this point in time. Like, let's just get out of here. And the, again, like, it just makes me lose hope. And also coming back to breast plants, breast plants, breast implants. <laughs> implants. Was there ever a discussion of like, this is what possible side effects long term can be? Absolutely not. Exactly. No informed no. consent. No. And, you know, I don't know how long ago was that? Like, was there as much research around that? I'm, I'm sure there is some known. Again, same thing with birth control. Are you ever spoken to in, a birth, in an office saying this is what has been shown to correlate with birth control long term? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was not. And the, I will say that, I mean, they're eight years old, roughly. So I don't think that there was a lot of yeah. research that's come out, you know, since then and whatnot. So, you know, speaking to my younger self, I wouldn't have made the same decision. I don't think, um, I don't know if yeah. I would have or not, but you know, and a part of me is like, okay, like I'm excited. I don't want to have things that are, you know, I don't want to have foreign objects in my body. Um, you know, because your immune system does mm-hmm. not recognize it itself. So eventually, you know, maybe getting them out, it's just the timing of that, what's going to be the right time. So I'm excited for that. But then also it's like, oh, damn, could we back to the itty bitty titty club? You know, I, we need to get going, but I, I just have realized I am not a small structured person. I'm five, nine. I'm like 165 pounds in a lean state, which mm-hmm. is kind of where I'm at right now. When I have more weight on me, I just look big. Like if I have big boobs like I do when I'm pregnant or postpartum, it just makes my whole structure look bigger. And I don't have a waist. I have a very like up and uh, straight up and down like boy figure, athletic type figure. Yeah. And so boobs just do not look good on me. It yeah. makes me look bigger. So I've always been in that. Yeah. Well, see, for, for me, I went from like a size C, D, C. I don't know if there's something middle ground there, but I was a, a good size C. Yeah. All the way down to pointy to the floor A's. Oh, yeah. I'm super <laughs> deflated. There is deflation that has happened and it's skin. And it is just and that's what mom's listening. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. So let's talk about Friday Fire. You pick. We're picking, we're picking our, problems our problems today. Here. Listen, <laughs> you can struggle from lack or you can struggle from abundance. It's just. Oh, man, that's oh, too perfect. It's so perfect because we were actually going to talk about that quote. Struggling from lack or struggling from abundance. And, you know, you can look at this in terms of money and finances. You can look at this in terms of health, in terms of your appearance. Like you're either going to struggle because you don't know how to pay your bills or you're going to be hit with a whole new host of new struggles once you reach success, once you reach wealth. And the same thing comes with health. A lot of people tell us 
I don't want to have to think about food all the time. I don't want to have to worry about what I'm eating. I don't have to, I don't want to have to like overanalyze every single thing. And I think that that is one kind of a state of mind that people put themselves in. Mm-hmm. They they look at food as a negative thing, and I think that that goes deeper. Like there needs to be some relationship with food type work going on there, um, some mindset work because it's not the food problem. It's not you know that the food was mean or it did anything bad. That that comes with like yeah you know you don't feel your best and you've attributed that to food and maybe food played a role there. Um, but at the end of the day. You're going to have to eat either way. And so we have to evaluate, are you just not wanting to put care into that? Yeah, it takes time to learn things and it takes time to undo behaviors and work on undoing all of your subconscious beliefs, your thoughts, your actions. Because a lot of what we do is subconscious, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so I would say to the person who says, like, I don't want to obsess over food. I think on one hand, you know, there is validity to, we don't want you obsessing over counting every calorie and every morsel that goes into your mouth and feeling guilt or shame around, you know, how much you're consuming. On the other hand, we live in a society today that people have demonized nourishing your body in such a way that you think that it's obsessive for you to, you know, eat healthy and build a meal that has wide variety of colors, right? And to shop differently than just all of the processed convenient foods. And so therefore, some people associate this with a couple of things. One, the effort that they have to put in to make you know, their, their meals very healthy and robust in terms of the micronutrients, a chore, and then obsessive in some ways, because my God, you're buying like 10 different, you know, fruits or vegetables. Like, why can't you just buy the lean cuisine? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, so I I think that people can associate that. And then some people will associate it with taste, right? Like, oh, it's going to taste like grass. Like I will be totally transparent. I remember, you know, in different phases of my life as a teen, when my mom would be like all in on something, we would be at this health food store eating like flaxseed cookies that tasted like garbage. And then the next night or next week we would be in a, listen, love my mom, but this, it was a very yo-yoed relationship. We would be at steak and shake hitting the drive-through for burgers, cheese fries, chili mac. I am some steak and shake in high right? school. Man, those chocolate milkshakes with the cookie. Can we talk about the cookie that goes on top? I just love their burgers. <laughs> they are like, good. Anyways, so yeah. you you have these extremes, and then when people start to change things that maybe they have been doing for a period of time, you think you have to be obsessive about it. And here's what we're going to tell you guys today: is for a period of time, you're going to have to be obsessed if you want to make the changes long term, and then it becomes easy. So you have to pick your problem here: is my problem being overweight, tired, not having a sex, you know, drive, having acne and horrible periods and migraines? Or is my problem that I spent a couple extra bucks and a little bit more time and effort and energy learning how to nourish my body and eat well and preparing those things for the week? And I think the transition period is the hardest period for everyone. And that's where everyone give up. You know, I'll be totally honest. Liz and I started the the cleanse process that we put a lot of our clients through just because I think it's important for us. Like, I don't feel the need to do it health wise or physically, um, but just so that we can help our clients better and we can help people understand better and you can experience it firsthand because I think that's important. But after day one, I was like, I, not that I eat really that much differently, but like one, it's a lot of water day one and day two. And two, I was just like, I don't really want to eat like this, but I'm going to keep doing it because 
doing hard things is how you get places in life. And we need to make recipes for our clients. And we need to make recipes so food is not super <laughs> gross and bland for our clients. And it's just everyone experiences that. And that's where people think people are different than them. And it's not the case. And I hate social media for this. Like one, social media makes you think that it's okay to not ever put health in the forefront. Like we continue to see people that are severely overweight on health magazines. And I'm not saying that you cannot be healthy at different sizes, but putting someone that is morbidly obese and another fact, like the fact that the word obese is now like a horrible word to use. Oh my God. Is it's just, it, it can tell you so much about where our society is headed. And it is not healthy to be 200 pounds overweight. That is not healthy for your joints. It's not healthy for your body. Fat itself creates inflammation in the cells around it. Like scientifically, it's not healthy. Mentally, I don't think it's very healthy either, but that's, that can be, you know, a, an opinion, I guess. But we also see that like, it's cool to drink all the time. Mm -hmm. Everything revolves around alcohol. It's, you know, and then on the contrary, you see people accomplishing something like the lean body or the big business and they make it seem easy on social media. So social media kind of ruins expectations and perceptions of everything around health. And it, it really sucks. Like it makes it so hard for people that are really trying to go through this process, have realistic ideas of what it's going to be like, because it's hard. You can't have everything, guys. You can't have the amazing social life and completely changing your lifestyle at the same time. I think you can find balance eventually what that looks like for you and what you're happy with. But during the process of changing, you are going to have different problems. Yeah. Changing your health does not mean you're going to get rid of all of your problems. You're going to have new problems. You're going to have the problems of deciding, am I going to go out tonight and be tempted by these things? Or am I going to stay home and get to bed early like I told myself I would? Am I going to have to maybe say no to my friend Jenny because she always wants to get two bottles of wine and split the two bottles of wine? Like you have to start making these different decisions. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go on this health journey and everything's going to be better. Eventually, yes, in my opinion, everything gets better. Saying no to things gets easier because you truly feel amazing and you never want to go back to that place again. But it's not no effort. I still struggle. I still struggle every day with wanting to eat my kids' food that they don't eat, wanting to get one of the seven boxes of Girl Scout cookies that we had to buy. <laughs> wanting, like, you guys, it's always hard. And so, again, you have to pick what hard you want. Yeah. And I think you have to, you know, be ready and willing to embrace the suck at certain points in the journey. So for example, we've talked about this before in different ways, you know, where people, they get into the trenches, like you start something and you're really motivated in the beginning. And then you realize, man, this is hard, man, this sucks. Okay. I'm five, six days in and what I'm doing right now doesn't necessarily align with like that social life that I've been keeping for a while where, you know, we, we were like joking about this on the 25 ways, 24, 25 ways to stay unhealthy, you know, where like you're bringing your food and all your friends then are just eating all the Girl Scout cookies and drinking wine and stuff. And you're just sitting there, you know, eating your grass. Like we don't want that for you long-term, but in a period of time, if you truly have a desire to change how you feel and change the state of your health, you do have to go to 
through a phase where you're removing a lot of the things that are driving the stress and inflammation in the body. And I'll speak about this, you know, from my personal experience. Like I remember leaving the doctor's office, like in tears, feeling like my whole life was just turned upside down because I had an anti-inflammatory list in front of me, half the shit I ever heard of at that point in time, half of it, I was like, that's disgusting. I don't want to eat that. Today I embrace a lot of those things. So my problems then you know, I had a lot more problems then than I have now, but I was willing because I was in such a place of, I was just sick of it. Like I was tired of being fat. I was tired of being tired. I was tired of hiding behind, you know, black clothes. Like I just wanted to have energy and feel good. And the weight at that point in time was, you know, definitely something that I was concerned about, but I also was just concerned about how do I feel every day. And so the more that I got into some of those protocols, the better that I felt and then the easier it became. But most people stay stuck in the problems that they have today because they're not willing to do the work that it takes to get to a place where your problems then just become different. My problem now is I know too damn much. And then I'm like, oh man, that's toxic, but I'm going to eat it anyway. <laughs> you know, not really. But, you know, I think it's, it's, it is on the other end of the spectrum where when you have the knowledge and the education, it makes choices much easier, right? You can just say no much easier. There is still times, of course, where like Beck and I have talked about this. We'd love to just go out and dance and have some wine and, you know, do the things that we used to do. But we also know that we wouldn't feel super great from it. No. Um, you know, so your problems, they are different. But at the end of the day, you have to decide, like, do you want to be in this place where you're abundant in energy and your health? Or do you want to be in a place where you're lacking it and you're falling asleep at seven o'clock at night and you're not playing with your kids and you're not, you know, doing the things that you want to do in terms of just like living your life? It all comes back to what you've put in your mouth. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I, and I think, too, some people, your journey is going to take longer to get to that positive place. That was absolutely for me. When I went through my adrenal issues and I gained 10, 12 pounds in the course of, like, less than a month, and getting out of that place and feeling better again took me months because it was undoing all of the things that I had done to my body with stress, with overtraining, with undereating. And that did not happen in a week or two. That, that was me having to be okay with the heavy weight that I was at, that I was uncomfortable at, and knowing I wasn't going to get instant gratification. I wasn't going to be able to get that weight off in the matter of a week. It was going to take me healing my body. And that took months. And then it took maintaining the new lifestyle factors that I had to put in place to keep myself there. So I didn't end up back in that spot. And that's the other hard part is like you are going to need to adopt a different lifestyle. If you want to keep the health that you're working so hard for, you're not going to be able to go back to drinking every weekend and eating out whenever you want and not prepping your food on the weekends. Like, again, you pick your problems. And I think a lot of people stay stuck because they're comfortable with their current problems. But the scary part is your current problems typically don't stay just those problems. They turn into bigger problems. They turn into more concerning health problems. And we only say this because we see it constantly. Mm -hmm. People don't come to us when they have like kind of heavy periods and some acne. They come to us when they have now bloating, constipation. They've gained 20 pounds. Also, they all still have the PMS and the acne. And the other, now they're not sleeping through the night. They have no sex drive. Like we, we get the people when they've let it go too far. And you can turn it around there for sure. But know that when you start to see dysfunction, unless you change things, it typically just leads to more dysfunction. And so you have to understand that those problems 
become bigger problems versus working hard for different problems, but lesser problems. Like the problems of figuring out when I'm going to meal prep on the weekend, I will take any day over the problem of me not knowing what's going on with my body and continuing to gain weight. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know what I would say is if you're somebody out there who's like, well, I just feel like it's a stressful time, it's a stressful season. And, you know, some of these symptoms I wasn't necessarily like having before. By the time your symptoms show up, your body has been struggling for a while. Like we can handle a lot. Your body is very, very adaptable. By the time that you are in the doctor's office and they're prescribing you a PPI or cholesterol medication or metformin because your blood sugar is high. Like these things have been going on under the hood for a very long time. And again, that's why in, you know, what we kind of started this with just briefly in terms of like the blood chemistry, we look at things in a much tighter range. And we also look at trends. Mm -hmm. Becca and I can't tell you, I don't think I can count on two hands anymore. How many people we have seen over the course of the years where we've said, Hey, I don't know if anybody's ever brought this to light or to your attention, but you are not trending in a good place here. We are trending directly into type two diabetes, you know, insulin resistance. Like you're trending in the wrong direction. We got to turn this around. And so it's really important that, you know, if you don't understand these things, you, you work with somebody and you reach out to somebody. And if you're not finding help conventionally, because Beck and I both been there too, where like, oh, you don't feel super great. You're going into the doctors and everything is normal. Everything is fine. We don't know what to do. So just take this, you know, Miralax or take the birth control or just eat some more fiber, you know, all those types of things just that they might tell it. you. Just just try and try yeah. and watch your diet for the next year. Come back in three we... months, you know, we'll, we'll check on this, but there's nothing that you're supposed to be doing in the next three months to help try to reverse this. Just watch your calorie intake and your carb intake. Yeah. Which and is, by the way, vegetables are bad. So vegetables, we just learned that today, guys. <laughs> we've, we've been in the industry for a while, but apparently, apparently vegetables are also bad. You know, so at the end of the day, what we're saying here is don't let the things that you're dealing with today, because we all deal with different things. Don't let the things that you're dealing with today escalate to a place where you're not in just like a dysfunctional state. You're in a disease state. You can turn those things around sometimes, but obviously it's much harder and it takes a lot more work and effort. And we say all of this to you because we've both walked various journeys of health and we want you guys to thrive. We want you to know that if something's off in your body, you should be in tune with that and you should have the tools and the knowledge to say, hey, this isn't right. You know, Becca has briefly talked about this on her stories and then on the podcast here too. She just dealt with a parasite mm -hmm. and she knew like even leading up to the test results coming in, like something is off. Uh, what is it exactly? That's what we want to drill down and figure out and peel back the layers of the onion. So it's just really, really important that you don't sweep things under the rug. Don't accept answers from, you know, your doctors or other people, especially if they're trying to push things like HCG or, um, you know, semi-glutide, right? Like all of these different things that are coming out now. Well, you know, even for the kiddos, we've talked about this. Oh, just Put them on a medication. Like guys, medications are band-aids. There's a pill for every ill in conventional medicine. And before you know it, you're not on two or three, you're on multiple pills and it's never fixing the root cause. I just talked to a lady today. She's got Lyme disease. She's on the HCG diet, 500 calories or less, autoimmunity. My God, what's going to happen when she comes off of that? It's scary. I referred her out to another practitioner because you know, honestly, in our conversation, she wasn't necessarily open to wanting to nourish her body properly. And we're not going to work with people who don't want to nourish their bodies properly because I want to help people who want longevity in their life. And as we've said 10, 100 times on this podcast, weight 
is a byproduct of being healthy. So if you've got problems right now, remember, it's not just a weight problem. It's a health problem. <laughs>